Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour Film and TV Edition. How are you, Ma? Happy birthday. Oh, thank you, sweetie. I'm having a wonderful day. Uh, I've had, you know, a little celebratory toast, uh, pre-toast, and that was last night. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting with some more toast cocktails today, going for a lovely dinner this evening, and uh, some nice uh, birthday cake, and gonna watch some trash TV. And then I'm going to do my full-blown celebration in the island of Honolulu. Okay. Okay. Well, that is really good A to wonderful hear. birthday. I'm really happy for wonderful that, birthday. Ma, and I'm glad you're Of course, I've gotten birthday. all kind of cash loot and everything else, so I am good. Okay, Ma. I am super all right, good. All right. Um, but before we um, do our toast, Ma, um, you know, Trump has been indicted, and he's facing what well, we think about 30 counts and... Um, New York grand jury indictment. Uh, the exact charges are still unclear. My, any thoughts on that before we do our toast? But let me just say this. There's the cynical side where I want to say it's just all such a sad commentary, you know, on our system that we even have a president who could be considered indictable. You know, that's number one. That's just such a sad commentary. I don't think in the history, America's history, we've ever had a president uh, possibly guilty of these type of crimes. That's number one. And number two, you know, Trump is, you know, he's just a big clown show. I'm sure he's going to try to just, he's already trying to raise money. He's already got the t-shirts and Lindsey Graham on TV begging for him, soliciting funds. Yeah. So let's just see. I'm quite sure he's just going to try to turn himself into just a big victim modern. and yeah. a big martyr. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's just see how this all goes. And prayers out to DA Allen Bragg. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, Ma, we are, we're going to tell everybody what we're sipping on. And it is the first guest that we ever had. Uh, Bryce, uh, his noble wolf vodka, and we're going yes. to be sipping on that today. Okay. Um, but the toast is for you, Ma. The toast, I'm going to do the toast. Oh, okay. Yes. I Let's not don't mention numbers. Okay. No, 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 no. Of course not. Okay. Um, And I want to say to the best mother in the world, and All may right. this be your best year ever. All right. I co-signed on that. Thank you, daughter. Salute. Salute and thank you from the most wonderful daughter in the world. Ooh, yes. Okay, Ma, let's get into, we watched two films this week. The first one is Knock at the Cabin. And this is from in the M. Night Shyamalan. I'm sure I pronounced it correct. And it was adapted from the book um, written by Paul Trimley, The Cabin at the end of the world and it was starring Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, Ben Aldridge, and Rupert Grant. You remember him uh, from Harry Potter? Okay, well Yes. Vaguely. A, a, a same a same sex couple with their daughter are vacationing at a remote cabin and are suddenly held hostage by four strangers 
who tell them they must kill one of their family members who happens to be in the cabin out of, you know, one of the three, or else the world ends. What are your <coughs> thoughts on Knock at the Cabin Mine? You know what? I actually thought it was pretty interesting. Okay. And of course it was, at, you know, once again, those kind of doomsday themes, um, I, you know, I just am not comfortable with. Um, because we do have so much turmoil going on. So it just sort of, I guess it actually does really scare me on mm -hmm. some level. Mm -hmm. And so, and I find it sad on some level. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was well written. I thought it was different. I thought it was a little bit different. And um, I thought it was well acted. Uh, some of it, of course, was just fantastical. Of course. Uh, but that's, uh, that is common among that genre mm -hmm. and uh and i thought it was good i thought it had a a good ending uh and i thought it gave a, a kind of positive message in the midst of all the turmoil and sadness i thought it gave a kind of positive message about uh the way we treat our planet the way we treat ourselves mm -hmm. and how we value life as mm -hmm. we know it so i i thought it was pretty good i actually enjoyed it uh well okay so i wasn't really quite sure what to expect going into it um it is not a horror picture in the old-fashioned typical sense it's more of a head picture and obviously it is you know suspenseful and i do think that there is a moral uh to the story so from my understanding i did not read the book in that Shalaman, whatever, he changed the, he kind of changed the story in the ending because he said, nah, I don't think that's going to work. And so I think he changed it for the better yes. based on what we've seen. Right. Um, and I, you know, I didn't, I, I liked it um, kind of because I've lied of his stuff. The only thing that I ever really enjoyed was the sixth sense. Everything else I thought was just really just kind of out there and just too quirky. Um, but there was like really a good moral to it. Um, so I'm glad that you liked it. I'm surprised that you you liked it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm with surprised a, I liked it as well. Um, I'm gonna go with um, a premium seven. Okay. Okay. And, and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a little higher premium seven point five. Okay. Okay. I I did like it and uh, I would recommend it. Okay. Okay. All right. The second movie uh, is called Nanny, and it's about an African woman. She's an immigrant who takes a new job as a nanny to help get her um, her son a ticket to bring him to the to the U.S. Her young son, who's like six, seven years old, yeah, almost seven, right? Yeah, and her cousin to the U.S. And um, there's a lot going on here. When she's hired, um, her the person that hired her has a lot going on michelle uh i forgot her last name but anyway her and her husband don't seem to be in a really healthy marriage and the little girl is just kind of asking for attention she's seeking attention and needs a lot of attention which she's um, not getting from either parent which she's not getting from the parents right yeah. right um i actually was kind of all over the place with this i thought it was definitely really another one that was like weird and quirky and supposed to be one of those pictures that scare you but i think um it was a bigger meaning to it um just kind of the whole uh like immigration um coming to the, the american dream being haunted by your past i think there was a lot of symbolism in it like the mm -hmm. more i thought about it after seeing it for a second time 
Um, I kind of got more from it than I did from mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would recommend it. Um, I, I would definitely recommend it. It's another one that I probably would give a premium seven. I wouldn't watch it again, uh, but I would give it a premium seven. It's definitely worth a first watch. Okay, so I'm going to say that what I really did like about it was uh, I like the ending. I don't know if I'm supposed to be telling the ending or alluding to the ending. I did like the ending. Uh, I think there was a a balance. There was a balance of good and bad, I thought. I thought overall, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to watch it to the end because you won't won't know that. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just make any assumptions about it. Because, you know, you can't get up and leave the room toward the end, right. you know. So, uh, but I thought it was a good balance. Uh, there was one aspect of it that I did not like. And and I see we're running into a bunch of these, whether it's, you know, legitimate or not. We're running into a number of these movies where if the uh, main character, if the lead female character is... Uh, from the islands and or Africa, you know, there's this whole thing of uh, element of mysticism and witchcraft and all yeah. that. I'm not happy about that. Not that that isn't part of the culture. Not that it isn't, but it's that I don't want to see the the film dominated. I don't want to see that kind of thing having such a playing such a major role right. in life's events. Right. You know. And we uh, don't know. And then there, without going too far right. into it, there was a, another element, like a real life element. Like I guess I can say, like the mold. Maybe right. that could have played a part into right. You know, some right. of the things. Well, there was also the part where she actually really did have Leslie. Was Leslie Uggams' part? Oh where yeah, she really. You're yeah, right. and and yeah. so and which was interesting. Like I said, not that it isn't legitimate, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be so dominant and or prominent in these movies because then they come there the nanny and then yeah. there's this and that and yeah. blah 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 you know yeah. uh, the wonderful part was that she was um she was sophisticated uh and she you know her head was on straight she just had a lot of emotional uh entanglements going on uh, uh turmoil going on it's simply because she was separated from her son right and and that was huge and she mm. was making the sacrifice uh, for her son, uh, she was making a sacrifice all her time and so on and so forth. So it got to be a big thing. But I do want to say that she there was a, a lot of happiness also. Okay, I won't go in any further. So I won't go in. I won't say where the happiness Ma, came. Wait, what did you, What did you give? I gave it. I I'm gonna say I gave it once again a seven point five. I'm coming in a premium. Bit, yeah, I'm giving it a high premium. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So let's move on to. Um, the season finale of Shrinking. We didn't talk about it on last week's episode. I don't know what happened, why we didn't do it. But anyway, um, I really enjoyed Shrinking the season. Um, I wasn't sure where it was going to go um, from the uh, the premiere, the season premiere or series premiere. But um, I really started to enjoy it. I thought Jason Siegel was really lovable um, as Jimmy, the um, you know grieving therapist. So, uh, Ma, let's talk about Jimmy uh, from this season, Jason Siegel's character, who um, we see in the, the finale. He says that he's ready to date, and he also is ready to kind of retire and part ways with a lot of his wife's stuff, including the wedding ring. Do you? I have a question. That question for you: If if a spouse passes, do you? How long 
should you wear the ring and or should you always wear it and maybe change the finger no no it, it this is the thing when i say no there's no pat answer for that there's no one size fits all it just depends uh it just really depends on where your head and heart is some people grieve forever okay they have their way of grieving but they also move on and you know get get into other relationships because they realize that person is never coming back mm -hmm. that's just it you know but they never forget that person but they realize that they just can't have all their needs met with through a dream you know uh so some people move on very quickly then it depends was that had that person been sick for a long time had you you know been without the companionship of that mate, even though they were still physically well, what about, here for what a long about time. This, this situation? And in this particular situation, it was a very abrupt, unexpected death. Right. Okay. So his grieving may have been a little bit longer. Yeah, because it was like a car uh, accident. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, she, and, you know, she was a healthy woman. Mm -hmm. And But also, he was feeling that the relationship, that she was going to leave him. Yeah. You know, and when in fact... I don't think she was, but for, there was something that yeah. either he wasn't given to the relationship or she wasn't given. So he was feeling a little bit removed somehow from the relationship when she was alive. Right. So I, I don't know what that would have transitioned into. I so don't know. that's guilt, too. Uh, well, well. It, based well, on his character, yeah. it seems like it's guilt. Well, we can say that, but we don't know what would have happened had she lived. Yeah. You know, we don't know where that would have Why was he feeling guilty? You know, no, no, no. I mean, thinking that you know she was going to leave him, and then she passes away, and right, and it was unresolved, right, resolve right, yeah, right, right, I mean. right. Well, yeah. in any event, all we do know is that she's gone, and that. But a year is more than enough to me for anything. If you find someone, to me, finding somebody in a year and with you know after a year or whatever mm -hmm. and being ready is two different things oh yeah you know you may you may be ready and not find anybody ever oh you may be ready and find somebody oh, right nah, away no sad. no no it did especially it, at his age because well, he's yeah. not like old. well yeah of course everything you're saying is fine but yeah. what I'm, I'm saying generally across the board you asked a general question and i'm giving you the, you know so in his case in his case he has a daughter and it's and, been a year, a little over right. a year. And and it's been over a year. And to me, in his case, he needs to move on for himself. And he needs to move on also for because of his daughter. Even though the daughter is showing some resentment, he needs to let the daughter know whatever happens, you need to value life and keep going. Because anything so, can happen. So move on to the so, so move on to the daughter, mom. Because I don't really have anything to add for, for, to, yeah. to Jimmy. Because okay, I'm I'm with you completely. I'll go back to a little bit with Jimmy, but the daughter. Um, I, I like the daughter's character. I mean, I think oh, it's I do very, too. I think it's very realistic. Oh yeah, me too. Um, and I think you know she she obviously you know had resentment towards him, but as the season progressed, like uh. Jimmy, Jason Siegel's character, you know, he saw a lot of the flaws in his ways and he, he made a real attempt to reconnect with his daughter. And I and I like that. Totally. You know. And and his daughter has also found ways to continue 
her relationship with her mother yeah. in a more healthy way right. and acknowledging all the wonderful things about her mother and, and honoring her mother and also accepting the fact that the mom is gone. Right. You know, so the daughter has made great strides. Right. You know, so. Right. So I yeah. like, I mean, I like that. I mean, there's a couple of little issues. I don't know what's going to happen with her moving forward, like next season. I don't know if she's going to ever hook up with Sean. You know, um, she, well, she's still very close with Sean. She's, well, whatever. she's very close. Right. But when I when they mentioned the ages, seventeen and twenty two, of course, that seventeen on these shows will play out. She'll be seventeen for five years. But um, you know, seventeen and twenty two is not a big gap. Uh, I will leave that alone for whatever people think or believe. But that's that's pretty close. But especially her being a female, yeah, you yeah, know, her maturity her, would be. You know, she'd be pretty mature at seventeen. Yeah. But the problem about that is, to me, not the age. I don't think there's such a big disparity with the age. The problem about that is that her father is his therapist. Well, yeah, that's a big problem. That's the problem. Well, that's the biggest problem, and right. all, and also she's still in high school. Yeah. So, but but things. she's but she's coming out you know she'll be out of high school soon. not yet she still now, has I, another I, year. Well, I understand but that's like that you know that senior year is a you know let's get ready for graduation and party yeah you know so it's, so we know. we aren't promoting uh statutory rape Just but that, that but in there. but in many states that's not statutory rape no you know, in many states. And then Texas. It it, is. Well, in Texas, but in New Jersey, it was not. In New York, it is not. It is not, yeah. Yeah, so it just depends on where you, hmm. you know, where you but live. But you can have a gun here at whatever age. Okay. Right, Good. and we know the people here, half of them get married at 12. Oh, well, you probably can or, get or, married or at, at least 12. They, or at least they used no, you, to. No, you can get married at 12. You just can't, you know, have sex at, you know, whatever age. All right, I'll leave that alone. But anyway, I really like um, Alice. I like her character. I think she's doing a good job. Gabby. Um, so Jessica, I think it's Jessica Williams, uh, our girl from Two Dope Chicks. I, I really, I, I think she does a really good job. I like her on the show. She I is love a, her character. She's a really talented um, comedic actress. And I don't know if you remember her. My, she used to be on The Daily Show. And she, she's just she's just really talented. Yeah, she's a talented yeah, writer. She's a talented yeah. actress. And, and you know, um, anyway, um, I don't know about her and Jimmy because I'm not feeling that connection. Not at this point. Because she not. was the best friend of. She was his, the mom's best friend. It's almost like a little of a betrayal. Yeah. And so I'm uncomfortable with that. It's also easy, you know. It's also convenient, right? She refers to it as safe dick. Yes. You know, that's her quote. That's a quote, safe dick, quote unquote. That's what she says. And to me, you should not be looking for safe dick with uh, somebody who is a, the friend, the husband of your deceased best best friend. All right. So I don't think that's a good. And she has a, 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 a rapport, a very strong rapport with the daughter. Right. So to me, it's just really an uncomfortable situation to be in. And I think they should seek companionship elsewhere. Even if they really do get together, you're going to be suspicious of the relationship because you're going to think that they guilt themselves into saying, oh, well, we were, you know, being intimate, so we need to go ahead and just, you know. Right. I, you don't know what that is. I'm uncomfortable with that whole relationship. Yeah, uh, At this point, I'm not. I'm not. 
I would I would be no. fine with it if it wasn't because of her being best friends with. Well, the, that's the, whole, that's thing. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. How about Harrison Ford's character? Harrison uh, Ford. Uh, it li- listen. Is it, if is they, it Paul? Yeah, his Paul. name is Paul. Yep. His character is Paul. Let me tell you, if they have any, any image to give, they need to give one to Harrison Ford. Yeah. He just pulls it all together yep. in his grumpy, yet kind-hearted and yep. totally wise and, and vulnerable, vulnerable. And way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He pulls it together. <laughs> this illustrates his acting range and ability more than any other character I've seen him play. And more he's than played, Indiana Jones, mom. Right, more than Indiana Jones, who is a kind of one-dimensional character. Come on, we like him, but yeah. you know, it's just I Indiana like Harrison Jones. Ford, though. A, a Harrison Ford is all that. Yeah. In uh, well, uh, he, shrinking, he's, good. he's like all him. that. He is super good. He is super good in his in this role. His character is really. Just adore. He really and and finally Liz the next door neighbor, the next door nosy neighbor, nosy neighbor who will give you the shirt off her back for real. Mm -hmm. Who will be? She is out there. Yeah, she is everything you want a friend to be. Yeah, and that that is Liz. Yeah. Yeah. So So, what do you give? Uh, what do you give shrinking? Oh, you know it's top shelf. You know it's one of my favorites. What do you give? You know I'm going. I'm going top shelf. I'm going eight point five. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go top shelf nine. Uh, I really I enjoyed it a lot. So I'm a nine. At caveat, the first episode to me was a premium seven, but it just kept building. It kept building and it got better and, better and better and better. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So yeah, definitely check it out if you guys haven't. Okay, we haven't. We're not gonna talk about uh, Power Book Ghost number two this week, but we will talk about it next week. Uh, we will. We'll definitely will. We're going to talk about Mandalorian episode five. So I think a lot of people have been complaining about this season, but I really like it um, because there's a lot of man- Mando, what's his name, um, Dinjarin and Grogu. Right. Uh, this episode, we see the Pirate King tried to take over uh, Navarro. We have Carl Weathers, who's cargo, and he's asking for help. Um, and the Captain Tiva talks to Tim Meadows. That was cool to see Tim Meadows on there. But Tim Meadows really wasn't uh, having it. He wasn't about that life, as everyone says. We see Ilya Khan, who I think uh, she tries to intercept everything. And she's like evil, first off. All right. Um, then we get the Mandalorians. He finds the Mandalorians who are hid hidden. Um, and they help everything out. They help um, Carl Weathers and right. his people. Right. Everything is good. Uh, Bo-Katan is asked to remove her helmet from the armorer. The armorer now understands, look, the, the new way of thinking versus old school. We need to unite and right. you're the perfect person to, to do, do that. Because you operate in both worlds. I love that. Right. Right. The only thing that was a little strange at the end or uh, a question mark was the captain captain tiva stumbles on the imperial shuttle that's floating in space and at the end they're implying that the mandalorians took hostage of john carlo esposito's character i think it's his character so that's kind of like the cliffhanger right what are your thoughts so far ma on this i, I, I just want to say well you 
pretty much covered everything. I'm sorry. But no, no, no. That's I, wonderful. I took my good I, what I what I want to say is that I I like the part. I like the that they're bringing into something, uh, introducing something that I kind of relate to a little bit, and that's the element of the, um, the uh, what do you want to call like the traitorous. Uh, character, yeah, the uh, the female character who is a, just really a big traitor, yeah, and uh, I like the fact that they're introducing the concept of cloning uh, into it, and I want to see how that's going to fit into it, what's going to happen with that. I love that part. Uh, I love the piece that that Mando, I call her Mando, okay, yeah, I I love the fact that Mando is has regained his stature. You know, uh, as a full fledged uh, Mandalorian, as a full fledged, yeah, this, the way this is the way <laughs> Mandalorian. I love that. So, I found a lot of it that I really like a lot. I like that he and Carl Weathers continue to be Ace Boon Coon, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what has happened in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that part, and um, so. You know, and I, I want to see how Grogu is going to continue to evolve. Yeah, isn't he just the cutest? Yeah, He's you know. So, so uh, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling this whole season. I, you know, I to me it's it's just great. I look forward to it each week. I'm okay. feeling the whole season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to me, I'm I'm really enjoying it. <clears throat> yeah, um, me too. So okay. am I. So and like I said, and like I say, I don't. I just can't. You know, overstate. You know how how good I think Pedro Pascal is. Oh, I just yeah. really, I think the both parts that he's in just seem like they have been written for the him. Last of Us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And neither one of them were written for him because mm-hmm. they both, you know, were around before he. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, he stepped right in. That's when perfect opportunity mm-hmm. met with perfect uh, preparation. Mm-hmm. He was prepared for the roles and the roles were there for him. Yeah. And, uh, I so love that. That way, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, my, let's move on to our last show of the week. We actually have a couple of other like reality shows, but um, Ted Lasso. So, so Ted. So, Ted, the ex-wife, and the doctor. I don't know if they are officially divorced. I think they might be. Not 100% sure. Don't know. Maybe not. Uh, that was an awkward um, exchange with, you know, Ted calling. I guess he really was trying to wish his son good luck. I guess that was Yeah, that the but, son was going to, to one of his games. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, he, stumble upon, he stumbles upon the doctor i guess the kitty doctor probably it's the kitty doctor right the pediatrician. It, it, it seems that yeah and uh and and and, and also right. family friend oh, right you know and so more, that was more than the doctor for sure yeah that was really awkward and i felt bad for ted the mother see you know what in situations like that i think the mother was not being circumspect she knows that uh, the son, her, the son and the father have a relationship, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and in order for her to nurture that relationship, she should not, I would not have any man answering my phone. Right. Okay, that's number one. I do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But if this is a man who hasn't been known and introduced to everyone, look, in other words, not that I'm not going to do what I want to do, but I will let you know. Mm-hmm. I will let you know, oh, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so. I don't think he should have answered her phone. 
He had no business answering her phone. That, but, that's how but I feel. He, he, she gave him an authorization gave him to, do it, to do it, but I think she was being very relaxed. But but see, the problem with her is Ma is that the son is easygoing in you know ha- developing a relationship with him because he already had a relationship with him. As Absolutely, my doctor. as is as the doctor. Right. As and the so doctor. that was like that was and, not. But cool see, but the, the mother should have. But the that there you go. Yeah. The mother should have been able to look at all that and mm-hmm. say. You know, maybe it's making my life easier that the son is okay with it. You know, the son is not throwing fits or whatever. Right. You know, at his age, that's all good. But wait a minute. I'm supposed to understand the long-lasting effects. So what she could have been saying, not that it's any of anybody's business, but just for the sake of her relationship, the relationship between the father and the son. Right. You know, mostly did she worrying about the son. She should have been able to prepare... Uh, the father, Ted Lasso, and say to him, listen, uh, you know, I'm dating whatever, Dr. So-and-so right now. So, you know, right. just want to let you know. Because that's all it was. It was the right. element of surprise that sort of rocked him a little bit. Right. You know, when he's calling, he may not have been so surprised if it would have been Tom, Dick, or Harry. Right. But that it was, oh, wow, you know, the Dr. So-and-so, you know, my son's doctor, you know. Right, that was not. so, right, right. right. And yeah, I don't want to say anything because we know Jason Sudeikis and uh, Miss uh, Olivia Wilde. Right. I don't know. You know, they, they had yeah, their There was some too. contention at the end of their relationship. Yeah. So, surrounding the know. kids or whatever, something like that. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so in, so interesting character uh, yeah. development and, and, you know, adding different characters in. I like that. Um, Rebecca. My, oh, so, Re- yeah. so, Rebecca had a lot going on, but I mm-hmm. don't know that I particularly care for this Where it's going. Right. Yeah, where, where they're going with it. Right. The psychic and then the matchbook and then Sam. I don't like her for Sam. Right. Uh, I don't like her for Sam. I That's, don't like she's her, she's Sam's boss. Right. I don't like her for Sam. I don't like Sam for her. Right. You know, I I don't like it either way. I don't see right. that anybody is getting uh the best life out of any of this. What I am seeing is that that's the only one that they've shared with the. Maybe they'll pull something out, rabbit out of the hat. Right. You know, somebody we haven't seen in Africa. Dapper. There's another man who could potentially be the father of her. Uh, uh, impending child or whatever. Yeah, because that's know. what they want to let uh, yeah, us know. You know, so I, I don't know. Maybe they're just leading us to that and then in fact there is somebody else. Right. I mean, we've seen it happen in real life where we thought, you know, it was one thing and it turned out to be something different. Right. So, uh, let's just see where they're going to go with this. Right. Let's just see where they're going. But I don't see uh, anything good happening between her and Sam unless it is a new life unless it is a new child you know right. what I mean I don't see anything in terms of a relationship for them no I just don't see that at all no Roy and Keely uh, I never did fully understand why Roy broke up with Keely unless he just felt threatened because she was growing and doing that I didn't really didn't quite it was very get, silly I that didn't part. quite understand what no. was Roy's I don't, reasoning you I don't know? think that's over. Like they, they clearly still care about each oh, other. Yeah, so it's very silly. Yeah, of course. But I don't. I don't even understand what brought him to that at the time. What brought him to that whole course of action that he's just gonna, you know, he thinks it's a good idea to break it off. I didn't. I didn't. Really I, it get almost that. seems as though the writers wanted to just 
throw something in like they just threw it in and it didn't even have to make sense for the storyline like oh these people are just too happy let's kind of wreck everything on their parade yeah yeah Yeah. so um, all right um but that haven't been said i still love roy yeah me too i love his surliness i just love me me too right keely keely is lost without him her friend i don't like that the friend just seems like somebody who just kind of latched on where i do see something good in the friend i think the friend is going to have more depth to her than we think let me tell you what well she's already shown a little bit Mm -hmm. because she was not she was fearless when it came to interviewing uh what's the new guy the really prickly star yeah zava she was fearless you know where some people would have been more timid she went right up to him and told him, don't be an a-hole. You know, mm-hmm. I know you're this and that. Well, she look. also was married to a soccer player. So well, 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 but she could have been subservient. She could have been submissive. We don't know. She could have been timid. Just because she was married to somebody, that doesn't mean, you know. But she was not. I loved her fearlessness, you know, in the role because that's what she needs to be for okay. what she's doing. So I'm starting to see a little more value to her. And I think incrementally we're going to see that she's more of an asset than we thought. Okay. All right. I'm going to watch. Well, we'll see. I'll stand by. Okay. Okay. Time uh, will tell, right? Time will tell, yeah. Okay. Jamie, Jamie's character obviously is jealous of Zava. And Zava is Zava is doing a good job. I'm not a huge soccer person, but I've started watching it more. You right. know, obviously for reasons. And Zava is and the man. Zava is Zlatan. Zava is the man. Yes, yes, yes he, is. he is completely. And he's funny, and he's he's, he's doing he's, a good job. He's so extreme. He's hysterical. He's good. Uh, Jamie is jealous, and I like the fact that. Jamie and Roy are having a type of uh, friendship or developing sure. friendship. It's sure. cute, you know, because like Roy is like the mentor for Jamie. Right. I don't like Jamie's hair. Well, Jamie going, did. I'm yeah, going, he did I'm something. Hell, he but, did something different with his hair. Dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll change it next change next it. season or whatever. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Finally, my uh, the reporter Trent. Speaking we know of, what Trent. Speaking of hair, Trent has good hair too. Trent, Trent has a, a nice thick head of hair. Has Everyone a, has good hair. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. He has a nice. Well, that's what I'm talking about. He a has nice, a thick head he, of hair. Well, his yeah. hair is thick. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what thin. I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you think about I Trent? I'm talking about so, texture. So Trent. Okay. So Trent. Yeah. Oh, I know you weren't. I'm yeah. just messing with you. Trent. Yeah. Trent discovered that Colin, one of the players, is gay because he saw him making out with his boyfriend. Right. What do you think is going to happen? When with we that? say, I don't know, because when we say discover, and how do, you, I and how like, do we know I, that Trent's not gay? Right. I feel like the team already do it. I feel like it's much ado about nothing. I think they just want us to do what we're doing now. Say, I wonder if he's going to try to turn it into anything. I don't think it's anything. I think the team is already well aware of it. And if they are, if they're not, I think it's at this point irrelevant yeah. uh, because this this story is in the now. It's written in the present. Okay. It's not talking about it. It's not a retrospective on anything. It's now. Okay. And it's 2023, and I don't think it's going to make any difference. Is that the year or, it is? I don't know what year it is, but I know okay. it's modern. You know, whatever I'm joking. Mom. Okay. Okay. So I, here's correct. the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't know if he thinks he's going to just use it as a, like a, a st- if he's going to discuss it as a story, a lead story, because people do have, still have 
uh, a lot of them still have this tendency to think that they equate uh, sexuality with with uh, masculinity or femininity or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And that may or may not even be the case, you know. And so he may use it as a story. Well, you know what? My, my or issue, he may and, not. And we talked about this kind of, you know... I don't want to say off the record. But I'm thinking he's kind of cool. I guess me what I thought. I think he's kind of cool. When I say cool, I think he's like, you mind your business, I'll mind mine. I think that's how he is. What I want to say is is that I like that they, I like that they bring it up about a gay um, athlete because we know there are gay athletes and lesbians. Absolutely. I, I, I do believe that. I mean, I could be wrong. And, and this may be ignorant. I think that lesbians are like, you know, in the sports world are more open to being, you know, to coming out gotcha. as compared to the men. I, I know there are plenty of Which is women so funny who because, are still in the closet. But you know what? Which that's but, so funny that you should say that and that a lot of people may make that same observation mm-hmm. because historically men are more open and flagrant about any of their sexual stuff. Well, no, no, no. Historically, not when it comes to homosexuality. That is correct. Yeah, That's that where is, now wow, you start to changes. see something different. Right. Right. And, you know, and so I know that there are plenty athletes. I know there are athletes who are, um, you know, extremely popular in our, you know, current culture right now that are, you know, gay or bisexual and they just aren't open about it. And, you know, and... You know, I support them and I wish that they would be, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's anything to hide, you know, be who you are. Let the world know. That's all that I want to say about that. I co-signed on that a thousand percent. So, so good. So, so good. Very good episode. I enjoyed that episode. Yeah. Yeah, Great episode. Great episode. Ted Lasso. All right, ma. Writers keep doing your thing. So ma, we're going to get, and they're the same writers for shrinking. So, okay. Um, we're going to get into a couple of updates, ma. So, oh my gosh. So we talked about Jonathan Major on our our last episode. Oh no. Don't tell me more bad news. Well, okay. So give me your... I was going to say your honest opinion, but yeah. you always give us your it's honest opinion. It's going to be as honest as I can make it. So Jonathan Majors has released a series of text messages that seem to indicate he is not at fault for the domestic dispute that led to his recent arrest. And so we are seeing the alleged text messages that were sent by the woman involved in the incident, you know, just hours after um, Jonathan Majors' arrest. This is what she says. Please let me know when you're okay when you get this. They assured me that you won't be charged. They said they had to arrest you as a protocol when they saw the injuries on me and they they knew we had a fight. I'm so angry that they did and I'm sorry you're in this position. We'll make sure nothing happens about this. I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone. I only just got out of the hospital. Just call me when you're out. Second text message. I love you. Third, they just called again to I check love you. on That's me. That's her to him. That's her to you. him. Okay. All this is her. Okay. They just called again to check on me and I reiterated how this was not an attack and they didn't and they do not have my blessing on any charges being placed. I read the paper they gave me about strangulation and I said point blank, this did not occur and should be removed immediately. The judge is definitely going to be told this. 
She ensured this to me. I know you have the best team and there's nothing to worry about. I just want you to know that I'm doing all I can my end. I also said to tell the judge to know that the origin of the call was to do with me collapsing and passing out and your worry as my partner due to our communication prior out of care. She promised all will be relayed. What are your thoughts on those? It's bullshit. They had a fight. Jonathan Majors' lawyer put this out. Okay, yeah. Well, this is what I'm going to say. To me, that's just an indictment that he did do something to her. Right. Okay? Right. That he did do something to her. That's and she, TMZ. And, and she wanted to, and she wants to minimize because she's figuring she going to end up getting screwed, losing money in the end. That, that, that's all or that's either she all, really does love him or is it it's all the, it's all the same thing it's all for look for from for him mm-hmm. it's guilty guilty okay. okay because maybe she did try to reach for his phone so he had to choke her out and punch her out and, and she had to end up in the hospital we're not saying that Where? she didn't do something he's in there because of what he did not what she did. Right. Okay? Short of her pulling a gun on him or a knife or this or that, he could have she could have he, he could have walked away. Right. The cops got called because she sustained injuries. Injuries, yeah. That's why the cops got called. And guess what? Guess who called him? Her. Or him. I think he might have called. I don't know. He didn't call him. He may have called my. I'm not 100% sure. He didn't call sure. the cops. He may have called if he thought she was hurt. Yeah. He I, may have called for ambulance. He didn't call no cops. Okay. So somebody, I think he, somebody called and I think it may have been him. I got to go back. Okay. I, I will update everybody on this. Okay. I will. Okay. okay. Well, let me just put it this way. To me, it sounds like she's very apologetic. To me, it sounds too like... Too apologetic. Right. To me, it sounds like she did something. To me, to me... But, no. But to me, it doesn't seem like she did anything. To me, it seems like she was a victim. No, she she is ultimately a victim. I mean, it seems like to me she calls the cops. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. All I'm going to say is okay. this. It's not a good look for him. It looks like he did something. He knows the position he's in. He knew what how it was going to go down. And supposedly, He knew my, between the two of them, he's the one who was now... Pretty and, doggone popular. And my supposedly, she, and this walked is away. all, we, I don't have any, like, confirmation on this. Yeah. She lives with him. Yeah. Terrible. So. Not good. Not good, not good, not good. And let me tell you something else. And they just don't to put you in jail. If it's just a minor thing, they'll try yeah. to calm it down. They'll tell you, okay, you go ahead over and spend the night over with a friend or in a hotel or go somewhere. You know, they'll maybe separate you for the night. But when all injuries are like that, that they can see, and you end up in the hospital, mm-hmm. how'd you end up in the hospital? Would right. you throw yourself down? Right. Did you choke yourself? I mean, what the hell happened? To me, this seems really scary. It's not um, good. And, it's not good. You know, you you can't even you can't really even say things because people will come at you. But something seems very suspicious about this. I don't know what it is. I would like to hear more about it, and I hope that this woman is not being abused. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. It, it it not only does it not sound good, it didn't look good it's, because because what really made the determination was not just what she said, 
This woman went to the hospital. What'd right. you go to the hospital for? Right. You can refuse to go to the hospital. What'd right. you go to the hospital for? You went to the hospital because you was concerned about yourself. Right, right. You or, know? or, and there's rumors he brought her there, which could be. Either way. Either, maybe either even way worse. That you got that right. What does that right. mean? Right. Oh, you're scared. You don't want her to die. You better right. hurry up and give her some treatment or whatever. Right. Now, it's not good. It's not good. Okay, Ma, we're going to um, move on to something a lot less, um, uh, uh, much lighter. Okay, so Jennifer Aniston, we all know Jennifer Aniston, who is in the new movie that we're going to talk about next week, uh, okay. Murder Mystery 2. Okay. And so she believes many younger people are now finding some of the Friends episodes problematic. She said there's a whole generation of people, mm -hmm. kids, who are now going back to episodes of Friends and mm -hmm. finding them offensive. Right. There were things that we never uh, intentional and that were never intentional, and others, well, we should have thought thought it through. Right. But I don't think there was a sensitivity like there is now. So that went viral. So a couple of the things that were issued was the lack of racial diversity in casting. You know that. Know. That's and number then, one. And you're in New York. Right. The and, setting. And many people compared it to Living Single, which was another comic, uh, sitcom in the 90s. Okay. Um, obviously, nobody says this, and I love Living Single. Living Single, it was everybody was black. Everybody was black in terms of the main characters, right. but they do, but they did have, I guarantee you, they had more white people on Living Single than Friends had black. I guarantee oh, you. Yes, oh, for they, sure did. they did. I can start naming oh, sure, some of them. For sure they did, because just in general, like, in their everyday interactions on, with work, uh, yep. you're 100% they, they, they correct. absolutely did. You're correct. With, you, with I, Sinclair, with Sinclair, with the theater, with Kyle, with his job. With, with Queen, with yeah. the Flavor you, uh, uh, not Flavor They, they, they absolutely yeah. did. They yeah. had Rosie on there. Yeah, no. Being quick, well, they, Rosie's they, not. Oh, Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. I thought you were talking about Rosie Perez. No, not Rosie Perez. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. No, they absolutely you. had more diversity on there. Good mom with the receipts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Others also criticized the show's attitude towards the LGBTQ characters. While, you know, they had like a same-sex couple on there. But they always felt like these people that they brought on the show that were, you know, uh, a part of the LGBTQ community were used as a punchline. And then some Twitter said they took issue with another comment that Aniston made in her interview that comedy was previously allowed to joke about a bigot and have a laugh. She, she added that was hyster hysterical and it was about educating people on how ridiculous people were and now we're not allowed to do that. What are your thoughts on that, Mom? Well, you know, I'm not exactly sure if it's relevant at this point, but I'll just simply say better late than never to be semi-awoke. Okay. okay. Uh, better late than never to acknowledge, you know, mistakes of the past, that things should have been done differently, but I don't like the uh, excuses. Okay. okay, I'm not I'm not feeling the excuses. You know, either you're apologizing or you're not. But you do get credit for acknowledging, okay. you know, that um, uh, what other people have known from the very beginning, what other people have acknowledged, you now acknowledge on some level. You I, know, so, uh, listen, I don't... So, other than that, it's kind of irrelevant. 
yeah. you know, because you're talking about what you can't undo. Right. Moving forward, moving forward, we need to talk about what it's going to look like. Yeah. You can't you can't unring that bell, you know. So that's just it. I don't I don't have a um you know a real issue with Jennifer Aniston. I do think that Jennifer Aniston comes oh, no. from you know that whole era of her father was a huge soap opera star. She's a nepo baby, right? You know, yeah. and she you know she went a step beyond what he did because right. she became. Uh, a pop sensation, right. you know, from being on Friends. Right. And so, you know, there's a little, um, I don't want to say she can't really necessarily relate to a lot of the things that people are saying. Right. And, uh, you know, understanding that. Right. Um, with that being said, you know, uh, you know, Jennifer will be told what she needs to be told and, and she'll, she'll, hopefully she'll do better. Um, so that that's really all I have to say. It's I was over. never a big I was never a big fan of Friends. I, I never know? was I never was a fan of it at all. I, yeah. I never was a fan of it at all. I never saw I watched one, I never some saw of the one, episodes. I not me. I never saw one entire episode. Really? Never. Did they even see one with Gabrielle Union? No. Okay. Nice to know she was on there, but no. Well, she wasn't on there much. A handful of episodes. They brought her on there because people complained. Yeah. Well, I would imagine, yeah. And Aisha, no. um, no, is Aisha Tyler? I know she was only a tall, uh, comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I knew when she was on there, but as far as sitting down watching it, it just was not my, you know, I just did not have the interest in it. Period. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and so finally, Ma, um, Eva Marcel, we know, um, her estranged husband Michael Sterling is ready to fight to save their marriage after she filed for divorce last week. Everybody, for people who aren't familiar with Eva Marcel, I know you guys watch probably watched um Next Top Model back in the day, and she was like either. Maybe the second. She was the second winner of okay. America's Top Model. Right. And so she said, "The sorry, the estranged husband said, I'm not going to lose my wife. I'm going to fight for her with every fiber in my being. I love her and I plan to show her how much I love her and that our love is strong enough to get to the other side. I'm not going to lose my wife. I'm going to win her back. So he didn't elaborate on how he's specifically plan- planning to repair the relationship, but I think it's good to see um, that he's not trying to throw in the towel. He's not ready to throw it in because they have two young children, um, and Eva has well, three, an oldest and, child. and he adopted the oldest did, child. Did he officially? Yes, yes. They had a whole ceremony. It okay. was on. It was on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he totally adopted fine. her. All right. So, what are your thoughts on that, Ma? Uh, my thoughts are good and and fight for your marriage. Uh, a good relationship is very valuable, and if you two can make it work, possibly I don't know what happened, but if you two can possibly make it work, um, fight for it. That's wonderful. You know, that's wonderful to hear. And uh, like I said, I don't know what happened, but short of anything illegal or, you know, child abuse or anything really, you know, beyond the pale, um, I hope you two make it up. I hope so too. So that's it. So that's good to hear. And you don't hear many men say that. That's good to hear. You know, that's good to hear because um, uh, a family unit it is very valuable. A good husband, a good wife is, is very valuable. 
I and we need to not just with all this I can do it on my own blah 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 that's not the point that's not the point quality of life is is the point is the point right yeah okay okay all right, ma. Hey, good luck. Um, good, good luck. luck good Michael. luck to. Isn't Michael 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 Sterling? Yep, Michael yep. and Eva. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck to you guys. Right. Um, okay, so before we get into our reality shows, ma, I wanted to talk about um, you know relationships. According to Best Life, um, and there are a couple of other publications that posted this. Here are five simple ways um, you're you're ruining or your relationship without realizing it. Okay, are you ready, Ma? All right, so um, number one is not communicating your expectations. Absolutely, oh man, I co-signed on that a thousand times. I think you and I share that conversation a lot. Communication is everything because there's too much people going around assuming this and figuring this and saying this and saying that rather than to make sure that you are communicating whatever because being misunderstood can be very detrimental to any relationship okay number two expecting perfection please we hear that too much i think we all there's no such thing as perfection uh, most of us that should have moved beyond that but for those of us who didn't let me tell you something if you if you start out heading for perfection looking for perfection in any thing in any situation you are going to be disappointed and you are dooming yourself to failure right you know and you don't want to do that right okay okay allowing resentment to build up well that's Absolutely. just not that that ties into communication right right and sometimes people just aren't confident and bold enough to communicate sometimes people are just afraid to communicate right. because they are afraid of what the re- response is going to be right you know and 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 don't do that to yourself right you know yeah okay avoiding hard conversations yeah of course you don't want to you know it's it's makes you makes you feel uncomfortable you get stressed out but if you don't do it it just builds up and builds up and builds up and then it's a problem avoiding that hard conversation to me that's akin to to thine own self be true right you know because if this is what you know and this is what you believe then why aren't you able to articulate just exactly what that is right to somebody that you really care about I'm in total agreement with you on that. All right, keep moving, do it. Okay, um, and finally, um, mistaking time in the same room as quality time. And so a lot of us do that, unfortunately. We are on the phone, we are working, we are ignoring our partner, we're not like, right. you know, having right. conversations with them, evol- involving them in our experiences. Right. Because even when you're watching TV together, there's a difference between, oh, you and I are watching TV and like, oh, did you see what happened there? Or blah, 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 blah. And, and then like, right. oh, I'm on my phone, I'm playing a video game, or oh, I'm texting, you know, people, or I'm tweeting, or I'm or on Instagram. I'm, or I'm asleep. Or I'm sleep. Right. So all of those things are. Are right. very important and I think we all are guilty of that correct okay so good all good advice all right my let's get into love is blind season four we're gonna break down the couples a little bit we're not gonna go crazy because we don't know what the hell is gonna happen and yet. you can say that again okay and so I preface this by saying guys um, by the time you hear this 
a few more episodes would have been released. So this is what we are telling you from the first five episodes of Love is Blind. Tiffany and Brett, I like that couple. I wish them well. They seem like they are a good fit. They seem mature and they seem like they really are taking this process seriously. Who That's knows? right. What do you At think? this juncture, they are cute and they are sweet and they seem to be simpatico at this juncture but it's early early on in the process okay so you know let's put that caveat out there it's early on in the process but at this time Mm -hmm. they are looking good chelsea and kwame well kwame chelsea is kwame's second choice Number one. Mm-hmm. And we have to keep that in mind, especially since it's also new and the first choice is still there. Right. Still, you know, uh, easily accessible for Kwame. And there's also this bit of ego that, you know, he didn't, whether he really cares for her or not, it's the thing that he was rejected. So you don't know how that's playing with his head, mm-hmm. you know. And Chelsea is like super thirsty. Mm-hmm. So. I don't see anything good from them. I don't. I'm not the type of relationship that I would want to be in. I I feel bad a little bit for Chelsea because Chelsea has been down for Kwame from day one, and Kwame right. has not been down one for her. And Kwame, the way right. he like to me, he kind of disrespected her the way he was talking to Micah, and Micah absolutely is absolutely. a mean girl. She's yeah. a mean girl. Well. She's just not. Whatever she friend. is, that's no excuse for the way he's treating. No, Chelsea. it's not. But I'm, and, but I'm, I'm going. Well, well, that she's a mean girl is fine for him because that's what he deserves. Because he's already been told she chose was named Paul, right? She chose Paul. So just, you know, so to me, he needs to keep it moving. I agree. They he don't have any. They don't, don't have any business other. speaking to her. You know, or if hey, he did, hi. or if he did, hi, how are you? Oh, nice to, you know, connect the, a face to the name and keep it, and moving. Keep it moving. Not a whole big ooh la la and all this I, nonsense. I was not happy with his no, behavior at no. all. But you know, I have no. a lot of issues with Kwame. But I'll talk about that on another okay. episode. Okay. All right. Um, Irina and Zach. Irina. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Irina was cold. She was callous. She was everything. But guess what? Good, good, Zach. You got what you, you got deserve. What you, deserve. you got what you deserve. Because Bliss was sweet. She was kind. She was thoughtful. Uh, she was cute. You know, if you want to count if that. If you want to go you with know, superficial. You know, she, Bliss she, was the better looking, Bliss the smarter was, one, right, the more caring one. But you know what? But you know what? You decided that since. Uh, Irina said she wouldn't have any problem if you all had to sleep under the bridge or on the street. Right. You, you know, that's what sold you. Instead of you saying, why would I have a woman who wouldn't be saying, no, there's no reason we should be living like that. Because mm-hmm. one of us will we'll pull each other up. We won't be have to live under the bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, this woman was like, oh, it's okay if we live under the bridge. I understand the sentiment that she'd live any place to do anything with you, but why would that have been okay? You know, I don't can't think of a human being living that I would live under the bridge with. Because if you under the bridge, I'm out. I see you when you get yourself straightened out. You know, or never. I'm not living under the bridge with anybody. Listen, and I wouldn't have when I was a younger woman well, either. But I also believe that Irina knew that he was lying. Well, let me ju- well, let me just put it this way. 
whatever the case, he got what he deserved. He did. He, he got, got what, he, what he deserved. He got what he deserved. And so, listen, so you to know me, how, I don't care if she's a mean girl because because he's a nasty, superficial guy. But uh, and they're super. My listen, I'm not gonna say what is what we all see. Okay. Yeah. These are two women who are superficial. Right. And I'm not gonna say what we all see. I'll leave that alone. But what I will say is is that I don't know if I was bliss if I would be so welcoming. Right. To be so quick to forgive to him. To forgive him. Yeah. Because yeah. Well, he like used things that I don't think Oh well, Bliss doesn't like Arena and, because and she was, sees her right. and she knows so what she's doing. Me. But what was so strange to me is why would it, that be a factor in your decision? Right. These two women who both are supposedly going for you, why would it be odd to you that they didn't like each right. other? Right, right. Well, I, I, I didn't get that it at just all. Makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah that why they don't like that each other. That didn't make any sense to me at all that he would care or find it unusual. Right, you know. So let's okay. see how that all plays out. But as it stands, uh, he and Irina, uh, that's a, that's no longer a thing. Oh no, that's done. That's that's, that's a wrap. That's one hundred percent done. Right. Okay, Marshall and Jacqueline. Lord. Okay, so Marshall seems like a nice guy. Jacqueline. So Jacqueline has a lot of stuff going on. I did read some stuff, ma, that her father was really sick. And she was having to, you know, help take care of him and, right. you know, hold the family down. And so she really just kind of broke down. Right. So I understand, you know, some of what was going on with her. Right. However, I think Jacqueline is a drama queen. She has a um, lot of drama. She's had two or three mini breakdowns already. Yeah, I think she's a drama yeah. queen. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I mean, I like her, but I don't think that she should have went on this show. I don't think this was the right time no, in her she's life. No, she's not that emotionally stable. Right, right. So, I don't know if you have anything to add today. No, no, I okay. co-signed on everything you said, daughter. You know, she seems like a sweet enough person, but I don't know how ready, willing, and able she is to have a, a serious relationship. Micah and Paul. And so... I am not a fan of Micah. A lot of people are not a fan of her at this point. I don't even know what's going on with Micah, which way she's going left, right, up, down. Paul, I don't know, whatever. Well, Irina is in love with Paul. Well, there you go. You know, and so, so, yeah, and then Micah, she seemed to to be pretty, you know, willing to talk to uh, Kwame. Mm -hmm. I mean, she she didn't seem like she was running away from Kwame. She was not. And so I, so, I don't know what so, any of that so is. So we got to give you an update uh, next week on what we think. Right. All yeah. right. Married at first sight. Now we're going to do this one quick because okay. Kirsten and Shaq. Go ahead. Kirsten and Shaq. Um, she sounds demanding when she's talking to him. And I think he's about one step away from saying, I don't know. I think he's starting to look at her sideways Mm -hmm. and he's starting to rethink this. And he had a lot of admiration in his voice when he was talking to Jasmine. Jasmine, yeah. Okay. Whether he was actively flirting or not, he says he wasn't. He prefaced Mm -hmm. his comments by saying, don't think I'm flirting, Mm -hmm. but you're beautiful inside and out. I thought whether he was flirting or not, 
he was showing that he admired her. Right. You call it flirting or not. Right. You know. And and I think he'll I don't know what it is, what's going on with him and Kirsten. I think he's starting to see her I, I think he's not holding her in the esteem that he did when they first started. Right. I think his feelings for her is starting to, you know, erode a bit based on her behavior. Right. And that's what I think. And this demand, she takes him to a $2.9 million home. You don't have a home at all, uh, but yet this is the first home. Everybody knows your first home is a concession home. Right. If, if some people stay in a concession home for years so they can do a whole bunch of other things and have a whole bunch of other money and do stuff. People do all kinds of things. Why are you trying to start out with a home like that? Right. You know, that's ridiculous. Right. That's, yeah. that's, not, even, that's not even sensible economically. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I didn't like that. I didn't like the tone she used, and Shaq didn't like the tone she used either. And on and on and on and on. I did. And then she's talking about this father who's so good and great, but it's the father but who who's grew up when you were eight years old, right? With the you mom. You know. So what are you talking about? I didn't. I'm not listening. I didn't like uh, a lot of Kirsten's ways, but I also felt like Shaq has let what we talked about earlier resentment build up, and he was. Coming at her in a way that he should have came at her from the beginning. And I think that we all make a mistake. We're all guilty of this. Is not calling people out when it bothers us. Because we overreact later on. Right. You know, and I felt that's what he did. Right. But I did feel like, man, him and Jasmine probably would have had better chemistry than Kirsten. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because as they talk to each other, they just seem so so in sync right it, it just was everybody was thinking the same thing yeah you know and he understood and and felt that she was beautiful inside and out and that was good i don't know that he said that to kirsten i don't know that i've heard him i don't say think he said it to, to her kirsten. no no yeah. he was yeah. initially attracted to her but he didn't say i, I, I don't things. recall him saying that either yeah he he well he did but Okay. I don't know about that. All he right. says you're beautiful inside and out. No, he well, never that's said what that. I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Jasmine and Aries. Jasmine, stop. Stop, Jasmine. Aries doesn't like you. It's okay. There's plenty other men that do like you. Move on. Go ahead, Ma. A ditto. Okay. Ditto. Jasmine, what's wrong? Lift your head up and say, guess what? I don't think this is going to work out for me. This man has told me, blah, 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 blah. He's told me and he shows me every day, all the time. Guess what? I'm going to hang out and collect whatever I get from this show. But I have no expectation of anything from him. Nor am I going to continue to say I'm so attracted to him. Because reality, I'm not attracted to anybody who's not attracted to me. You should say that, Jasmine. You know. But you haven't said that, Jasmine. Right. So, so Jasmine, okay. I, want to, I want to hear those words from you. Those words that you tell the young girls that you mentor, I want to hear those words come out of your mouth regarding you. Okay. Um, Nicole and Chris, Ma. Uh, Nicole, we know, is, is thirsty. And Nicole has a lot of insecurities that, you know, everybody has insecurities. But, Nicole, you have to be able to taper them you have to be able to not let them overwhelm you because he has insecurities too and you put that out in the universe and he's sniffing that and i don't know i always looked at chris sideways 
But I don't know what you thought, Mom. I, I agree with you. You know what I heard Nicole say? Uh, I'm paraphrasing. But she said something like, well, you know, Chris presents as, you know, easygoing and so forth. But he has his times when he does not just go with the flow. When he makes it clear what he wants mm -hmm. and he stands by that. You right. know? And so when she, I heard her acknowledge that, then I knew right then she understood that this man is not the little pushover milk toast that he's trying to present himself to be. Right. And and he's shown us that. He's shown us that in that episode about the dogs, because he was whimpering, whimpering and crying and carrying on, but it ended up being her dog getting kicked to the curb, you know. All right. And then when he signed that nine-month lease, and they didn't have an argument about it because he was rigid. Right. That's what he said and that's what he meant. Right. So there was no argument. She had no choice but to go along with what he said. Unless right. she wanted to be out here homeless. Right. Or, or unless she was going to move in with him and he wasn't having that. That's why he chose to do it that way. Right. You know, so she's acknowledged that about him and that is good. Right. When, you know, when she can acknowledge that, then that will help her make better decisions. So I did like that. Even though she's thirsty, she's aware. And 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 I like that. I like that she, you know, was aware of the fact that, you know, he, he can stand on his own when it's important to him. Three things that made you smile. Uh the sun, the stars, the moon. I give you two more. A lovely birthday celebration. And the island of Honolulu. Okay. Um, number one, I'm going to say April Fool's Day because April Fool's Day is always fun. Um, make people, it always makes people laugh. Um, number two, I'm going to say Black China getting rid of all her surgery. And then I'm going to say number three, making my mom happy for her birthday. Yay. Yay. <laughs> all right, Ma, I need you to, to let us know. Is there anything you want to say before we go? Because we've been talking quite a bit on this episode. Yes. Uh, I want everyone to say, stay safe, stay woke, stay woke, stay woke, stay woke, mm -hmm. stay safe, drink in moderation. Take care of your health, and that'll bring about wealth and happiness. Guys, go to moms <laughs> momsdemandaction.org. Um, we told you we we're going to give give you a link. This is one of the better links to go to. Go to that website and check it out if you want to find out more information about dealing with gun violence or if you want to donate. Check that website out. Gun control. Yes, gun control. Um, thanks for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Bambushi Happy Hour and also All Things Peju. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Things Peju, home with the Bambushi Happy Hour. I hope that you all, uh, I hope that everyone, you know, just continues to support us. We really appreciate you. We have a special interview coming this Sunday. So join us for Margot uh, Margo Gill, who is talking about women in sports and athletic branding um, go to our youtube channel it'll air live at 7 p.m on sunday be safe uh and ma i just wanted to wish you a happy birthday everybody thank you bye bye, bye.